0: So again, you might notice the voice on the intro is a little bit different. It's Dean. Andrew's not here. I'm going to say we fucked up, but we didn't. We've just been so busy. We went to the fitness summit in Kansas City. We had all these guests lined up, and we have a bunch lined up for the future. But we ran into one of those weeks where we just don't have one. So, to make a, a long story short again, you get to listen to us probably talk about something... I'm not quite sure where we're going to go. I think we want to talk about something about reviewing what we've done in the past and then probably talk about where we're at and probably just talk about a bunch of dumb shit for hopefully about a half an hour. So what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to cue music. Then I'm going to call Andrew and then he's going to be probably talking about his cats, having a bottle of scotch, a drink of scotch, I hope, and then we're going to talk about some stuff. So without further ado... Shut up and sit down. God damn it. Sorry. I was going to call the wrong number. Then I called the anonymous number It called me, which is probably some Russian number saying that I owe them money or I need to go to jail. But here is Andrew. We're going to try to sound super unprepared. We are, but we're not. I really don't know where this is going to go. Hey, dude, how you doing? Good, man. We're recording. We're doing it exactly like we talked about. And we're going to try to make it sound like we're not ready for it. Hello, bud. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear this? How about that? Can you hear that? There. Can you hear that? Yeah, I had headphones. (laughs) See, see, I'm the technology guy, but I don't know if that worked. So now you can hear me good or well. Now I can
1: hear you. I think it's my Okay.
0: Sweet. So what I told the audience is that... We kind of fucked up, but didn't. But we're gonna just talk and run with it for the week, and then you're gonna have a scotch. I'm gonna have a diet root beer, and then we're gonna oh, just yeah, kind of. Scotch. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I will have another. <laughs> I go have another. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I was just fucking talking shit. So I guess I was right. Um, no, no, I'm so what do you want to really do today? I know we kind of <laughs> talked about it, but. Um... What else? We could easily go over the
1: fact that we are what thirty-six episodes into this ridiculous adventure. I just looked seventy-three thousand all-time listens between all of our episodes. Yeah, averaging over two thousand episodes a uh, double episode. This particular episode will drag like that show down. People <laughs> don't really want to listen to us too much, but we do. Like you alluded to, we have just to fill this- in the gap of a week where. Traveling, we're busy with the Kansas City Fitness Summit, which a lot of our listeners actually were bored, which was pretty cool. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we'll go from there. We're trying to board people
0: together. I was just gonna say, um, are you on? What, what are you on? Are you on headphones? Nope. What's, I'm just. What's it sound like? What's it sounds like if you don't go on headphones? What, now? what What does it sound like if you don't go on the headphones? I'm not on headphones. So my we're good. There, now we're good. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, we just went to the fitness summit and we actually talked to a bunch of guests that we've had in the past, I would say. Um, we we're in a little bit different of a state. Um, <laughs> um, liquor wise, there was none involved. Absolutely none. But none I think, still there's lots of sleep. I think one of the cool things is is when you do a podcast like this, you get to I guess get to know people on, we'll call it the internet. Um, It ends up being, whether it's Skype or a phone call or some shit, Mm -hmm. Facebook interactions, but it's kind of a different story when we get down to nitty-gritty and get into an environment where um, there's not much fitness or nutrition going on in any form or fashion Mm -hmm. and then kind of diving into some real shit. And I know you had some cool stories with that, but you want to kind of just talk a little bit? Who would
1: have thought that a bunch of fitness professionals gathered together for a fitness event, and they throw all of the shit that we talk about com- nearly completely out the way. Not everybody was bad, but... So, yeah, so we had previous podcast guests are, are there. Um, let's see, Kelly Coffey was there. She gave a great presentation on um, working with people who are dealing with recovery from addiction. So that's a lot of what Kelly has dealt with with her people. So she said we got a great episode with her. Mark Fisher was there. He presented. He's always theatrical and colorful and a brilliant and, and a beautiful human being. He was great. Who else do we have? Dean Somerset. See, we'll get that out of the way right now A a running joke. Yes. Hopefully, the kind of knows. We, we, we talk with Dean every single episode. So he, him, and Tony Jennifer did a, um, a pre conference thing, so they were super. Dean's done a couple episodes with us. Sarah Ashman, Jay Ashman were there. Um, who else? There's a few more. We'll, we'll think of them as
0: we go. Well, one of the cool things, uh, and I guess, I guess we've kind of been talking about it a lot lately, but. I think with Kelly's addiction thing, and she dealt with specifically with women, but just, I guess the definition of addiction was kind of not just limited to like drugs or alcohol, and then just how it kind of has an effect on this industry as a whole, and it was kind of neat to see how she kind of dealt with it. You know what I mean?
1: It means that um, people like to argue in our industry a lot. Yeah. A lot of shit. And one of the arguments of many, uh, and usually it's the minutia the the little things that don't matter too much is whether food is an addiction. Yeah. So people who think about these arguments in you know, black and white terms get themselves in trouble. I tend to for people like to use the term addiction with food, it would be irresponsible to compare food addiction directly to drug addiction. But it's also not as simple as making that distinction. Food and eating does take on psychologically addictive properties, even if I'm a little uncomfortable with straight up calling it an addiction. And the reason why I personally am a little uncomfortable is I think that a lot of our society is very good at now, especially this this tendency towards overt kindness and oh no, it's not your fault. Yeah, you no know, oh, it's 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 and people blame will enable people to blame everything that's external and not take responsibility. I don't like blaming people for, as we're going to here, quote, obesity. That's a shitty attitude to take. But you are Nick Sorrell sort of hit on this in in his podcast episode. But when you turn around and you... I don't want to say this. Give someone a complete pass on any responsibilities for their decisions that they made up that point, you rob them of the ability to make future choices or feeling control the situation. And where I'm a little wary of waiting around the food as an addiction in the strongest sense is when you start labeling, even like labeling obesity as a disease, which for all intents and purposes, we've established that. But, We walk with caution with this because the moment we say, oh, it's a disease, you can't help it, it's not your fault, and I get a careful word like fault, then we start saying to people, you can't control this, your fate is sealed, your outcome is predetermined, and there's nothing you can do to affect a positive change. And that is, that might alleviate some of the emotional discomfort for a few people, but it's not going to
0: ever make them happy. Well, I think that that's the problem with, I'm going to just label the term addiction as like a fallback but essentially yeah you rob them of their ability to understand that it's that it's something that needs to fucking be fixed and sitting there and doing nothing isn't and i think that that's where people will use that as like oh it's not my fault and it gives them a reason not to do the hard work which is getting into uncomfortable which is pretty much doing all the shit to fix it and unpacking all the (laughs) the deep psychological realm of bullshit that has to do with that but then on top of that there's actually Physiological things they have to do, like eat less food, eat healthier choices, probably go do some sort of workout program, and and when we label addictions, we kind of say that, you know what I mean? There's a different route for that, and really, the problem is the problem. The route is still the same. You just have to understand that you have to fucking deal with some shit.
1: You just said the the freedom thing. I was thinking in just a different way. Yeah, it's perfect. You need to deal with these symptoms of it, and you can treat it as quote a disease or, or as an addiction.
0: Where you can treat but it as
1: not. It's really fucking important to make people feel in control and empowered. And, but you're going to walk that line, fighting but arguing over the semantics of what is an addiction and what well, is, and a one, disease,
0: but the one thing that was cool back. wasn't even like the argument of semantics. Uh, um. The words around it was that sh- one of the coolest things that stood out for me with her presentation was that idea of like, moderation, and then somehow, with let's just say food addiction and stuff, people kind of demonize some of these extreme habits that people have that really are habits that get them doing the right things and then when to pull back and change that but like basically halting it, it has to be done this, 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 this way you have to do these activities if you don't do this you should do this and where someone's like I just want to do this because it makes me feel healthier and then kind of to embrace some of those changes and then obviously build them back up to get them to the place they need to be but not roadblocking ba- behaviors that are better than the shit behaviors they were doing you know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah, like the whole idea about um, extremes and what she said in that presentation. Yeah. You, you really can't do certain things moderately. So recovering from drug addiction and alcoholism, moderate doesn't really work. No. so it does mean extreme measures uh, for success. And I think anyone who's probably gone through these sort of things and has recovered from them understands that you have to embrace extreme. Again, our industry tries to be very kind, yeah. loving, and very protective of <coughs> fragile. And people are really fucking tough. And again, going to this presentation. These are people that quite literally have come up the other end of drug addiction and alcoholism. They're tough and resilient. So, you know, telling them to, and this is what she said in the presentation, telling them to do a little bit more extra pressure, or eat some vegetables is what she said. That's not going to fucking break them. Okay. They're going to be just fine. So that was a really super presentation. I suppose one of the cool things that came out of this event as well, we don't want to talk too much about it, because for our casual listeners, we want to get into things that are actionable. It's something to look forward to in the not-too-distant future. We haven't scheduled these specifically, but uh, some of the event presenters spent some time with uh, Brett Contreras, who is oh. guy he's pretty well-known. Uh, Alan Aragon, Stan Efforting, the
0: Rhino, he's a famous IFB pro-bodybuilder. And that was a weird one, just to halt you. Cause, yeah, like, he just showed up to hang out. He just showed up and, like, I don't know who you were talking to, but I was talking to someone, and it didn't really matter, sorry, person I was talking to. <laughs> I know not many people know who he is in that Maybe they did I don't know But he like walks In the back door I'm like holy fuck That's Stan Efforty. Why is Stan yeah. Efforting here He's bigger than everyone He's strong He's the most
1: famous Person in <laughs> the room Like
0: why is right. he here And I was just like I just stopped talking I'm like do you know Who that is Like no I'm like oh my god It was yeah. great
1: so We've lined up a, a handful of You know probably Near future podcast guests um, Some of them Really stoked to do it uh, We are talking to Mike Dola The uh, pretty much The founding guy Behind U And a lot of his his people, uh, our friends like Josh, Yeah. Uh, we'll have Mike and Josh at some various junctures on the podcast as well. So we've got some pretty cool people lined up. It, it and, was, um, yeah, we got some yeah, shit Mr. going on. Great. He's a really cool business, uh, fitness business guy. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Was there anything else you want to touch on? There was, I guess we could talk about the feedback system, but long story short, is is events like that kind of it's it's the reason why a lot of us fitness professionals do those things is to learn a lot, but also interact and hear some of those backstories. And I guess that's part of the reason why we did this podcast is we can, we can put people on here to kind of get those stories out of the way um, because we can mm-hmm. all hear the same old bullshit. But yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Well,
1: I think one of the things of this podcast, this episode as well is we need going to keep it so. We'll have something really good for you next week. If uh, we go, goes quite a plan. Um, we should have a really cool roundtable with uh, Dr. Mike Isertel. Yep. Uh, Dr. Spencer, I'd also see two doctors in one episode. One is a medical doctor, what is very much not. Uh, so he is supposed to be there as well. Um, she has a message back to confirm to say, hey, she's in for sure, but she did previously say so. And then Brian Kroc, we're going to do an episode on, largely based around the ownership of your clients' results and outcomes as a coach, and how you'll see on social media, sometimes coaches will say, oh, well, they didn't follow the program, so therefore it's not my fault, and they will actually sort of, in general sense, talk down to berate clients who don't follow their plans, and I think that it's utter fucking bullshit. <laughs> I did Brian in a social media post he made, Nick Sorrell echoed it, I did too, turned into a discussion, and so she like, hey, let's do a round table, so all that- goes according to plan, In the morning and you guys will have it in a week. And it should set us off on a chain of really really cool and some seriously high profile guests that have been, you know, informally arranged, have agreed to appear, we just haven't scheduled the dates yet.
0: With that in mind, did anyone even combat against that? (laughs) Like did anyone deserve did anyone agree with him? Um I
1: think in our corner of the fitness industry, which is a very tiny little corner with I generally term the respectable corner of this industry because, let's put it in these terms, um, there were a little bit more than 100 people at the Insiders event, Kansas City City Summit, last weekend. Gordie yeah. Arnold, classic, What he we got there. 10,000 people, lots of bros and hoes and bros and whatever.
0: There's lots of shit there. Running about.
1: All and all there the there's a lot of quality people there, too, but corner of the industry, when we talk about this, we are losing the battle for the attention of mainstream North America because, and we get this in a lot of episodes, it, our message struggles to be as sexy as some of the simple solutions that are bullshit that are peddled by some people. And Jay Ashman's really good at you know, pointing out that we don't get anywhere by naming names and being negative and and drawing attention to the bad people in our industry. I think there's a few people who can pull it off. We need to walk a fine line, but it's really about taking a look at what they're doing to get that attention. We've said this numerous times. There are people like Mark Fisher, Brett Contreras, Sophie Lee, are just a few examples, who have the mainstream appeal where we can break them through. And I can see any of them sitting on Oprah's couch and speaking to North America, with a, a a better message than what some of the charlatans—again, I'm not going to try to dwell on that—and make an effort not to say any names specifically tonight—who <laughs> are selling, creating problems, and their their marketing is very fluid based and then they create simple solutions. You buy this organic salt lamp, and it is going to make all of your problems go away.
0: Speaking, um, to, yeah.
1: The reality is, is people want quick fixes and simple solutions, but that has also been responsible for a lot of yo-yo dieting over a very long period of time in North American history. And I think if you use a if you know anyone in your life who has very successfully lost a lot of weight and kept it off, who has very successfully put on a lot of muscle or gone from a unfit person to a fit person, you would probably take a look at how much effort they put into it how it's not just one simple trick that they've changed, but they've changed your entire lifestyle. And that's what we're all about, and that's what our corner of the industry is all about. It's just that most people are fucking lazy, and I mean that with kindness and honesty. They're lazy, and they want to hear, oh, gluten is bad. Therefore, if I don't eat gluten, but if I eat all this gluten-free stuff that's full of calories, I'm going to lose a lot of weight, and that's not fair. It
0: well, it's perpetuated. Eat organic!
1: Oh, eating organic. No, oh, eating organic is not going to change shit. It's like it's not Wait, to Here's to my problem, though,
0: expensive. with 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 that thought process. Like, it, I I totally agree. It's that whole point that. Honestly, I don't even like you said. You say it really nicely, like they're lazy, but it's not even their. I don't want to say it's not their fault, cause then that paints it as something they can't do. But every feedback system is receiving it from every environment, and the environment's created with a bunch of bullshit in terms of the documentaries, the information, shit. It's coming from shit people, and then the things people are attracted to are full of shit people giving shit messages, and then you put in the fact this is even recent is who is what. Is, wh- um, who got put on the medical board or where the fuck for Donald Trump Donald Trump put on the guy yeah, we were trying not to say memes but a certain or oh, whatever like Israel there's an American president a for that, a But that's a symptom of what's going on in North exactly America, it's, it's, it's just US like right that now, is so. what's going on and it's just it's no wonder people are getting shit information because it's, they're just surrounded by it and I guess that's kind of Part of, I get in mean, quote unquote, our corner of the industry, but the people that are actually in the know on what needs to get fucking done are putting out that stuff, and that's not the main message. And I, I want to say it's not, and I, I truly don't think it is because simple information just isn't reaching the masses and it makes no fucking sense because it's so simple. So
1: here, here's important, here's something important to listen to, and you know, every listener, I think it's really important that you for this too, is every listener who's hearing our voices right now. Is probably someone who already gets this stuff. Therefore, we are speaking within an echo chamber and accomplishing absolutely nothing. (laughs) So instead of doing that, it's really important to share with the people around you um, people who have a positive message. So if you have someone in your life who is struggling with this stuff, then you have a lot of options. You can, what Dean and I obviously on our social media, on Facebook. He's a little bit more on his Instagram, I'm a little bit more on Facebook. So you can follow us in those places. Or any of the guests we've highlighted, you have people like Sohee Lee. Sohee people have listened to her episode 7,500 times. Out of 36 episodes, she's responsible for over 10% of the downloads. That's how popular, that's how important she is. Uh, and she's got a very marketable persona. She's got a great message. If you want to help someone around you, tell them to follow Sophie, tell them to follow Spencer Nadolski, tell them to follow Carter Good. These are people who are actually gaining a lot of traction and have some really cool shit to say. If you have someone who is, like, just, their stomach is just a mess because they just don't know what to eat, get into Sarah Ashman's episode. Sarah gets into a lot of really cool cutting-edge stuff on what's going on in your gastrointestinal tract. And that might actually help you. Take a look at the list of guests we have. And stop following stereotypical, vapid, hollow, empty, insta-fit girls who are doing bodyweight exercises on osu! balls with legs and butts that are built from heavy squats and deadlifts. But they're selling something. Get the good people in front of the people in your world and help them a little bit. There is a reason why every person... Every person who's listening to this knows someone who is doing keto or talking about keto. And it's cliche to rant on keto, ketogenic diets. I think everybody listening should be familiar with this idea. It's a fad diet. Let's set this aside. It does not work any better than anything else. It is what's in vogue right now. It is what people are talking about. People like to identify, belong to something. We want to be part of a tribe. CrossFit was the tribe. That's sort of fading a bit. Intermittent fasting was the popular thing not too long ago. Paleo before that. Veganism is definitely sort of, ooh, I get to belong to veganism.
0: Keto is what people, oh, I, I'm cool if I belong to that sort of thing. Mike actually wrote a post today. I should read it. With Mike. Uh, Mike Nelson. I'll, I'll read oh, Mike it. Nelson, okay. <laughs> All right. But, anyways. Yeah, you have to hang out with Mike Nelson out there, too.
1: So, Mike T. Nelson, as I initially know, Mike is a super cool guy. So, you know, this whole idea of fat dieting and it, it's a symptom again of people seeking a quick fix and easy solution. And all oh, kilos match. No, it just restricts calories really well. Intermittent fasting is amazing. No, it just restricts calories really well. Um, paleo and it just restricts calories very really well. Veganism, it restricts calories really well. Vegan, I, I, I dated a vegan for a very long time. And you know what? You know what vegans are really fantastic at? They're great at eating a shit ton of grain and bread and other things. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't necessarily restrict calories. that's for the most part, vegans tend to be smaller people. And it could be really healthy if you do it the right way. It could be really fucking bad if you don't. There, there'll be something that comes along, and we a post about this recently. There'll be the next thing, you know, now it's low-carb keto. Maybe the next thing is going to be low-fat. Maybe we'll be back to, fuck who knows, maybe we'll be back to Atkins like stuff again. Well,
0: um, it's just like every other cycle. thing, though. They They use the extremes of success to qualify it as good like i think one of the main things he had in here is like okay i think it may work for some ultra endurance athletes okay (laughs) like how many ultra endurance athletes are we talking about you know what i mean so So like like, oh it's good for like but that's what i mean like but that's what i mean like those qualify the fact that it works because some fucking ultra runner mm, did it and i'm like that doesn't really correlate
1: i I would actually go as far as to say that the the ultra endurance athlete is successful in spite of doing keto not because (laughs) of it I would say that if you're involved in any athletics whatsoever, you really need carbohydrates fuel or you're going to be selling yourself short. I'll use a good example of this. So I think most people listening to this would have probably heard of Tom Brady. He's kind of famous for being probably the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's a little bit weird. He's been doing some strange training things and some strange diet stuff that's got attention recently. It's like Michael Phelps covered in cupping marks, which again is complete fucking other horseshit. But if it makes you feel better, it's fine. It doesn't hurt except just breaking blood vessels. When I see cupping marks on kids, I get really fucking angry. That's bullshit. That's abuse. Like leave them the fuck alone. Adults can choose for themselves. <laughs> so back to Tom Brady or some of the weird shit LeBron James does. People will think, oh god, like, Michael Phelps does this cupping or they're covered in kinesio tape or Brady is doing this weird nutrition shit. That must be the reason why they're successful. No, my friends, they have been so fucking successful for so long, way before they found this weird shit. I'll use this to say but again. They're not successful because of this shit, they're successful
0: in spite of It's the of same thing with training. Like When they talk about LeBron James and his training, it's like, you know what? doesn't matter what strike coach, he could have done fucking anything and he would have been in the the NBA. Like we're, LeBron we're talking about like top tier genetics in the whole fucking world.
1: He is a combination of one of the most gifted physical bodies that has ever played basketball. People talk about who's the best basketball player of all time, and you know I I like Jordan. And we tend to be ego subject towards people we grew up watching. That's just how we are. Yeah. So people say Kobe Bryant, and I get mad because Kobe's. I I really can't get behind any human being that has a dodgy track record with treating women like shit. And and so Kobe Bryant can go fuck himself as far as I can say. I don't like him very much. It's like. uh, and I I, people I piss people off at this rant all the time people talk about Tupac's greatest his great music the guy's guy's convicted of sexual assault Tupac can go fuck himself and when people like his music I'm like you're setting some stuff aside there you're partitioning some shit you know anyway but I shouldn't be on that rant either
0: I just have real problems with people like that so So you don't like (laughs) Tupac you don't don't like Kobe no
1: I don't like Tupac I don't like Kobe
0: (laughs) um yeah
1: I'm still watching the episodes of the Cosby, Cosby show on DVD all the time. No, that's not true <laughs> <laughs> So oh, that wouldn't correlate. <laughs> How much scotch does he drink today? No, I, so, <laughs> that's okay. I, that's
0: not, but,
1: uh, I lost my train of thought. But though, actually, so you look at Michael Jordan, and you know he, he may very well be the best basketball player to ever play the game. LeBron, people will argue that, but LeBron has got the, the most physical gifts of anyone that's ever played. And LeBron could do a lot of really strange things and still be one of the best players to ever play. Brady has been a confident, skilled, successful guy, played for the best coach or one of the best team systems in the history of the NFL. And if he's doing goofy shit with nutrition as a 39-4-year-old quarterback, it's probably not going to change a whole lot. He certainly didn't get there by doing this weird shit. So be careful. Here's your underlying message and setting aside all the other crazy ranting Be very careful about the specific recommendations or behaviors of top-tier famous people, famous athletes, because it is very unlikely that their success is attributable to some of these goofier, more extreme things.
0: Well, and you said one good thing as extreme, and and I think we've hammered home probably every guest, is that um, the answer lies somewhere in the basics at least for most people and get those right and then start worrying about if you're gonna be tom brady (laughs) because you you don't even earn the right to try some of that crazy shit like get your shit under control first and it's just interesting that people will flock to that first and i guess we talked about everyone's looking for the easy way blah 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 blah. but honestly the easy way is the the most simplest way not the the crazy fucking usually usually
1: usually euphemism in the industry all the time there's either majoring in the minor or turning over the big rocks or sorry being two focused on the little rocks or um folks having minutia. We like to argue in our industry about the five percent of shit that Doesn't we argue about. Ninety five percent of stuff people agree on. There is not a single fitness professional in our industry that I'm aware of who is advocating we sleep loss well or is arguing that sleep is bad for us. And we get some crazy people do- saying some nutty shit. We do have people who deny that calories matter. We, we do have those people. I'm not going to name names to this. It, i does not going
0: Who's?
1: <laughs> well, you know, what, it kind of goes to... I, I'm going to call this shit out because this pissed me off. One of the presentations uh, we oh, may see where oh, an individual um, called out another person who puts out nutritional information, who is of the low-carb, tribal sort of idea, but in doing so, uh, basically openly fat-samed that individual. Now, that was a little bit grotesque, and I was a little bit put off by that, and I don't tend to get offended by much. But it just shot to pieces of credibility of this individual, so in, let's just not go down that road. Focusing on who these individuals are does not sell. Training. It does not sell coaching. No one is going to come and say, "Dean, I want to come and train with you because you talked shit on your podcast about all these people." <laughs> the overabundance awesome. of what we're trying to do, and yes, occasionally we've actually like said we we made the light of certain things, and and you know, guess what? We're going to have our fun with that. But ninety eight percent of what we do on this podcast is meant to highlight and rave and, and fall on all the fuck over all these wonderful guests and vendors of ours who are doing positive things And we share very valuable
0: and and Actually, If we that, made this about... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you did. Oh, I was saying, you, you keep going with that. I, I'm going to lead on to where we're going to go with this. Now I got an idea. If we
1: turn around and made this nothing but skating messages about the stupid people in our industry, and guess what? We can make light of the dumb shit because don't sit. we want to educate people about. But if you rant on the dumb people or the nasty people, we're not getting anywhere. We're only drawing attention to those people because somebody is going to have an extreme attitude. I, I won't get into too much specifics, but we've alluded to this before. People like to poke out and stay away from this. But we have a slightly unusual individual. Perpetuating some very extreme nutritional ideology, and that's local to the image area where we are based in, and I refuse to. People have poked at me a bunch of times to confront this, but I refuse to publicly say anything about this particular person and what they're doing, because all that really serves to do—because people know this shit's lunacy, almost do anyway, But all it serves to do is to draw other extreme minds toward that person, that ideology. And that's what we do when we do that. So it is really important that we, and again, we've gotten caught up in talking about this sort of thing, but I hope the audience actually just takes this stuff to heart and realize spend less time focused on the bad guys, spend more time focused on the good guys, because there are a lot of good guys, and they need attention because they're great, and a lot of people don't know who the hell they are. And for our audience, for our enthusiasts
0: especially, you know, share this show What's up? Share that shit.
1: Well, make sure that people are finding out if you've got someone in your life who's struggling with addiction, Kelly, they need to know who Kelly Coffee is. If you got someone who is maybe struggling to... Maybe they're a little different. You know, maybe it's someone who's, who's struggling to come to an identity like right? maybe LGBT um, and the string of letters that sort of follows along behind that. And share Mark Fisher, uh, Mark Fisher Fitness and the zany, wonderful... What is it? Uh, the island of misfit toys that is not just fitness so that way they can embrace a different culture that is what grow gym culture, and it is full of great fitness information.
0: Absolutely.
1: If you get someone who is dealing with, um, and back said a good point about this is not labeling people as being injured or dysfunctional or shit wrong with them, but yeah, you get someone who you know, they're a really little bound up, and you know it's limiting them. Make sure that they following someone like Dean Somerset on social media so that way they can go, oh, wait a second, you know, I can actually still train, I can get stronger, and this shit's going to get better. So share with the world around you, the fitness professionals that you've realized you've seen are really great people. And our, our podcast is, is full of these great people. There's tons of people like Jordan Syatt, who has just, such a positive message. He's a really great guy. You know, the list goes on and on. If someone's looking for really detailed technical nutrition information, guys like Brad James Craiga, or recent. If you've got a bikini competitor who is really struggling with maybe body image issues, and maybe the coach uh, is doing some cookie cutter stuff, or some whatever. Someone like Sohealy, who's been, or Holly Baxter. You know, she's incredible. This just list goes on and on and on of the cool fitness professionals that we've had on this podcast. So, um, I
0: mean, yeah, it's, oh, go ahead. no, that that makes total sense, and I think one of the one things I wanted you to touch on since i'm just gonna get you to do it is if you can kind of go sift through i think at this point we're at what, 30 5 episodes? 31 minutes. 30... Oh, I'm sorry. 31. 32 minutes. And,
1: so this this will almost certainly be episode number 37, and uh, you're going to record an, an intro
0: to this one, and people are like, what's... Well, I probably, I probably won't even say the intro number. I think that nah, the main... I already wrote it. I was just like, hey, we're going to call Andrew. Ring, ring, ring. Um, cue music, and then we're going to go. Ah, okay. But one of the main things was we kind of wanted to review a little bit, and you know what? Instead of reviewing it, it's just... Can you think of like one commonality? I guess between like I guess at this point our thirty-six episodes we've re-recorded, where you think that some of our readers can take home as far as like your favorite actionable piece? Let's say. God, you should ask me this uh,
1: before. I know. I struggle to pull just on the spot the things out of these episodes. I'm just trying to think something that. Common threads between all these episodes is still a focus on good information, but genuinely caring about and trying to help people. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I wish you know. I wish I could have like a actually. Let's let's go here to then. Check. Like I
0: kind of think, what was your favorite topic we have had of dive down?
1: Well, um, you know what? Let me pull up a list of the actual episodes we've had. So, audience, bear with us. You can just sit there and talk, okay? I think that would be really helpful
0: right now. <laughs> just do some random bullshit. Well, some random bullshit is, is essentially, like I said, um, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode, I don't even, probably just to get something out, because we want to give something every week, okay. but also just to kind of do a review. We've we've been so busy lately with so much shit, <laughs> um, especially with recording all, like, 35 episodes at this point, and we probably have another 20. Like, how many do we have up? How many are we have in a bag? Like, we're, we're going to be at, like, 15 lined up here at any point
1: yeah. here. I, I think that probably have about 15 different guests all, um, you know, sort of lined up. And, you know, you know, there's, there's just a million good takeaways from a lot of these episodes. And, you know, if anyone is listening to this and they haven't gone back too deeply into it, um, what I always tell people, instead of just randomly trying to listen to them all, because that, that's daunting, That's that's too much is send me a personal message. Send it to YouTube, but you send me a personal message and tell me, okay, you know, what are you interested in? What are you, where are you right now? And I will pick something out of all these episodes and say, this is where I want you to start. This is a person I think you really should start with. And this is a more recent episode. But I really did like this this particular conversation. It's Joey Persia. Yeah. So Joey, you know, we titled it, we had a, a graphic from uh, The Grey, which is about wolves. And it was this analogy about, you know, feeding the, uh, which Wolf of the Two wolves do you feed in this fable about putting energy into other positive things or negative things? And it kind of goes through some of the stuff I've said today, and it's, it's part of my philosophy. If you put emotional energy into good in your life, into positive, into the people around you in a good way, then that grows. That's the wolf that grows. That's the stronger wolf. But if you channel a lot of your energy into negativity, into drama, into this toxic stuff into blaming other people and, and not making the choice to take action, positive steps to improve your own situation. Then you're feeding a bad wolf, and I see people do this all of the time. Yeah. You know, I remember my old work environment. I, I dealt with a lot of stuff, a lot of victim behavior, victim mentality. Oh, it's other people's fault, and nastiness, and negativity, and I even caught myself being gone into it more than I, I was comfortable with. That I think is a really important message for life in general. And Joey Joey's a marketing guy. Joey I've actually in the process of reading his book now. You know, I'll plug it again, uh, Why Do You Hate Money? It's just a super awesome book and um I that and i recently. Having a great
0: time. You know what's funny about the fact you brought up the good wolves. I had like a huge <laughs> post today. I've just been starting to just journal on Facebook because I was like, "Fuck it, I'm writing half the shit down. Let's just put it on Facebook." Um, but long story short, it goes back to that good and bad wolf, and I, I put it down to basically what drains your energy vampires. But it's one of those <laughs> things where I think most people walk around knowing what is good and right, and then what makes them stressed out. But sometimes. Um, they don't put a label to that. And what I mean by that is, like I said, it's, it's easy to know that um, winning feels good and fucking eating good food feels good. But sometimes we get so caught up in all the bullshit that we tend to just ignore a lot of those feelings. And Joey had a really th- – that analogy paints it out perfectly. But long story short, is like do more good shit, do less bad shit, but also realize when something is good and true – to figure out what that is so that you can do more of it and don't just take it for granted that some of these things are improving your life, whether that's good habits, um, gym, food, whatever, um, saying nice things to people and then kind of getting rid of the bad shit. But some people go through life with so much stress that they don't even understand what's fucking stressing them out and putting labels to that. So it's just interesting that same analogy, different context, but it's still this, it can be applied in so many ways. I just like having stories to it. So that was a way better way of painting it. Well,
1: like so you I like I like a lot too and you know, Timmy listening as well. And you know, this is intuitive that people start to say, apply it. Go out into the universe and smile at people. Yeah. Do something nice. Do something nice. It is not just a put it forward sort of behavior which Jessel will like work too. But you have an unbelievable power to affect other people already positively. Because you know what, you know how often just People being whatever's going on in the world affect you negatively, drain you, uh, piss you off, make your day harder. Those people don't see themselves as bad people. Maybe, just maybe you look at it and go, you know what, that's a the circumstance. They're having a bad day. But I also think it's really important not to let that stuff affect you. But conversely, yeah. we have incredible power to affect a total stranger or someone in your life in a very positive way by doing something small to make your life better, and I promise you, that stuff comes back on
0: you in surprising ways. And one of the weird things, so, like, good point, like, you know what I mean, like, do something good, but here's the the kicker, and what's going to actually make you aware of why it's good, is when you're doing shit like that, understand how it feels, like, what do you feel inside, what's the emotion attached to that, what does it make your body feel, hey, did you get calmer, and that does two things, it brings recognition to it, And then if you do it more often and bring actual cognizant, conscious recognition to it, you'll do it more often. But knowing how it feels also creates empathy in terms of how does it feel in someone else, which just is like a huge feedback loop that allows you to do it. But it's that whole idea of fake it till you make it, but don't necessarily fake it, but understand it and own it and do it more often and just know what it feels like because that's exactly what you need to do with all the things that are good is do more of it but also understand the implications physiologically but also mentally on that on your organism in terms of that and then do it because if you don't understand it most people like I said it just becomes intuitive which is fine but intuitive doesn't always work out especially when your brain makes pretty poor judgments in a lot of situations you know what I mean
1: I have no goddamn clue what you mean <laughs> Uh, and if anybody else actually could make sense of what he just said, I want you to go post on his wall and actually, like, comment on that. I'm just, I'm totally fucking. with you. Uh, I was let, like, what? That
0: makes sense, we,
1: I swear. Yeah, that made sense to you. So, uh, don't think I'm kidding. No, so, um, let's, every episode we ask uh, a guest, and we have no guest today. I guess I'm sort of being the guest, because you're like it. We offer up a book to, to read, and it kind of ties in with what you just said. I like making you know, small positive efforts. If you have never read, or from, you're not familiar with the book, The Slight Edge, it has come up in our podcast before, yeah. very simple message, It is re- it is kind of, as I look back, something that I've done consistently in my life, is on a daily basis, daily being a metaphor for regularly, it could literally mean daily, or it could mean just on a regular basis, doing small, positive steps, maybe it is going to the gym, maybe it has to do with eating good, the ideologies in the book often are, uh, when it comes to saving a little bit of money every day, a really clear message is reading 10 pages of educational, valuable educational literature a day. You will not create overnight success. That is a myth that is never going to happen to any of you. And if you're looking for the quick fix, guess what? You're fucked. It's not going to work. Instead, and all successful people who ever accomplished anything, has done it with Daily behavior that is incrementally positive, little things that you just don't notice adding up, and then over time, because those things have added to them, it puts you, you up, it's put you in good up, put in front of good opportunities. It's added up over a long period of time. Things start to take off a bit. I think both of our careers are mm-hmm. a good example. that Absolutely. it's kind of fun. You're sort of hiding from the fact it's at the fitness summit. That you've been doing this now. How long have you officially been working in the fitness mm-hmm. industry? About a year? Like a year and a half. But I've oh, a year, never two seen, months. Yeah, I've never seen an individual in this industry who has done as much as aggressively as you have. You've been surrounded by a billion people, you've had great opportunities, yeah. and you've embraced those things. I've been doing this now seven and a half years, and <laughs> I can promise you that things were incremental for a really long time. Only more recently in the last year, pretty much a year and a half ago, I left my job under the commercial gym banner. And stepped out on my own. That was a really good move. God fucking damn am I lucky that I did it when I did because nasty shit's gone down recently and a
0: whole heap ton of trainers all left and you, you yeah. touched on something really important there and honestly let's just use our stories for example is that um, increment, in, incremental changes to hopefully something pops off at some moment for people in life it could be that change that's going to get them their big breakthrough or mentally or physically and some people it's that job or whatever um, Nick Sorrell was sitting down and I was just like interested in like how do some of these people young and old pop off at when they do and it, it comes down to that whole idea of start doing the right things and just do more of them you know what you'll get your turn and get your turn means some people want it now and they're doing things for the wrong reasons but if you're doing the right things in the right way and quote unquote right is however you want to define it but for whatever industry you want to be in you got to do those things that are going to get you ahead but don't expect shit because i think that if you expect that you kind of think you need to do things just do what you're going to do do it the right way and you know what wait your fucking turn and again it's those small incremental changes and who knows when shit pops off and I think for both of us we realize as you start networking with more people they each have individual stories and if you, even if you go through all of our guests you can kind of piece together a story of what happened and they're all fairly similar they just happened maybe one, two, five years apart maybe in different times of their life but they all had fairly similar stories and they were just doing mm-hmm. the good shit more
1: every time like we've had terrible fucking experiences in our lives he, yeah, you know,
0: I know Jay Ashman
1: is, has had some super rough yeah. episodes. Look what the guy's doing. Now, shout-out to Jay Ashman, you know, opening Kansas City, Ball, ball you know, love the yeah. guy; great And I'm so proud of what him and Sarah are doing. They're just crazy successful. They're awesome. I mean, how many guests of ours went through, you know, debilitating physical injuries that they really messed them up? Megan Calloway, you know, talked about that. Lindsay Somerset, mm. really, you know, went through a master period. Uh, you know, they're not the only ones, but, If anyone listening to this stuff thinks all of these fit pros that we featured have had a road paved with gold that has been easy, you are cheating yourself.
0: Well, absolutely. Even if you talk to them, like I said, we learn some of their backstories. And part of the reason why we do that is to get some of that shit. But they're not too different. And I think that if you look through anyone that has gone through quote-unquote shit of some sort and everyone's gone through shit. But The people who have been resilient to that and have continued to kind of break off of that and start to build good habits is you go through that process of learning and coming out of that experience makes them more, um, I guess, eligible for that opportunity when it comes because of their experience and because they're resilient. And then the people that they reach are solely based on that experience they built, and that's why things pop off. But I think that if you expect things out of trauma, you're fucking losing your fucking mind. you got to build a, a true resilience to that and a skill set, I guess, paved in shit <laughs> to, to kind of come out with that, with those goals, I guess, and that, that success. Like uh,
1: Matt Fish's presentation, yeah. sifting, uh, sifting through shit. a giant five-pound
0: bag of shit, bag for,
1: of shit for, so diamonds. for diamonds. Yeah. So joke, guys, if you were there,
0: you'd know what it means. But if it makes... Not, even even you need to follow my e- Even for our audience, think about it. There's a big pile of shit and you're looking for diamonds. But long story short is, if you knew there was diamonds in that shit, you're going to go through it. Like, find yeah. the fucking diamonds. The oh, diamonds wait, are the wait, good I, behaviors.
1: I've waited through some metaphorical shit in my life. And uh, you know, things turned out pretty good. So we're at forty-five minute mark. I'm out of Scotch. Yeah, and, well, actually, I think no, that's I'm it. Like I don't even know. Too really dangerous. I continue. We have to record tomorrow morning with uh, the big group. So I think that's a good cut-off point. Guys, go read the book, The Slight Edge. You'll be happy. And if you want to find me and Dean on social media, Guido Power at Guido Power is. Is it, or is it at Guido Power 1?
0: Guido dot power? I don't know. Yeah, Guido, Guido, oh Guido. So just search Guido Power you'll find it. See, we pronounce it Guido, it's technically Guido. It's, Gui- it's no Guido, it Guido, really, but I, Guido. I just learned Guido. That like
1: a year ago. But. Yeah, it's Guido, just embrace it, like deal with it. It's yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, at Andrew Coast Fitness um, on Instagram, um, I'm probably going to be a more interesting follow on Facebook to be quite honest. I kind of like they like a little bit more. Instagram, I try to keep up with it, but guess what? It's, I'm I'm older, I'm not, I'm not a millennial so you know what, the Snapchat yeah, not. Is, uh, is not for me um, you know, I, I, I'm on Twitter basically to follow fit pros and porn stars and, and that's just about it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that sounds like you you're yeah. just like, really did
1: you just say that? I'm not I, joking not, not, and um, you know I'm not going to say that but, no, my it, but <laughs> I, we won't get political <laughs> but uh, I think Tuning into this episode where we really were just filling dead air. We just wasted 45 minutes of your life. If you're one of those weird people that could actually listen to podcasts on like one and a half or two times speed, like what the actual fuck? I mean, I, I listen to both audiobooks on two times speed, and that's great. I, I can't do the podcast. There,
0: there's no speed. And and just because I know Like you, you maybe They could Eddie Morgan Like if someone's talking slow You could do it But I know for a fact I so, don't talk Eddie slow and You need
1: to listen to On two times speed Because The long Thoughtful Pauses Of Andy Morgan
0: They Like is, how does he even do that Like <laughs> I, I Don't no, exactly. Fuck. Jesus, he was plastered
1: in Kansas City. Andy, love you, buddy. I probably listen listening to this. He's got own podcast. Go so if you want a fun podcast. Listen, go listen to Andy Morgan. Uh, apologize to all the guests who we didn't shout out: Patrick Humphreys, Chad Hargrove and so many more. You guys are amazing. Uh, we wouldn't have seventy three thousand downloads. We wouldn't have thirty six episodes, with a lot more coming up. If not for great people to showcase. So, for the audience, if you made it this far, I, I commend you because I probably wouldn't have made it
0: this far. Just trust we oh, so got good shit down the pipeline. I think that um, because of the success of it, we've gotten opportunities to just bounce around the crowd, and then we just keep getting more and more and more. And we truly do have a fuck ton of like actual ones. I'm looking forward to personally. Not that I didn't look forward to the other shit, but like we're literally making headway, and, and there, there's just too much to kind of add in. We just need to schedule in a way that works with real life in our situation and then just kind of getting it out there and we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and we found a model I want to say that works for how we operate and I hope that you guys appreciate it cuz we're trying to do something different. We know you can go to all our guests and listen to all the same shit that they do in all their podcasts and we our goal is to literally just do something different, something that appeals to everyone and something that kind of gets down to some topics that it, they don't they try usually talk about. The best different questions yeah. because you know what they,
1: they've done Tonsies. If you want to go and listen to Brad Dieter, go search Brad Dieter on iTunes. You'll find thirty some odd episodes. Dieter publicly said that it was the most fun he's ever had on a podcast. The best one he's done. That was super cool because we have some different shit. Oh yeah, here's a little teaser. Um, I haven't booked him yet, but not just future. We'll have Dr. Lee Norton on. Uh, I've also chatted with uh, Beth Bartholomew, who's a really super awesome coach, and plus people like Brett Contreras, uh, who we listed earlier. So we got some cool shit coming up. Oh, Chad Landers. We got if you don't know who this guy is, I just want you to follow him up. This is one of the most beautiful human beings probably. Such a cool guy.
0: Greg Knuckles. We got fucking... Like, I don't even... Like, it just, basically everyone. And yep. then hopefully we and get another um, friend. We'll
1: have, we'll have Dean Somerset back. we got an episode earmark
0: for them. We'll Mike, do- Mike Dola will so. do it. Like, Jesus. Mike Dolo will do it. See that's what I mean. Like, I could probably rip off a bunch of names already committed. We just got to put it in the schedule. So just know that honestly, we work on our we work hard on trying to get stuff that's gonna make sense for you guys. And If you're still listening, great. If not, I don't know. Fucking go review. We got like forty. We got forty-five right? reviews. and I know we get five hundred people at least downloading it before nine a.m. So like, go <laughs> fucking per a review just so like people actually learn be about.
1: So this. disappointed. Like what? We need high-profile guests. Those two, most of them might have been drunk. I'm not drunk, by
0: the way. Yeah, but, like, give us a fucking review. that's the only thing we got on you. We don't have ads and shit, so just go give us a, I don't know how the stars thing work. give stars and shit and see where it ends up. But other than that, man, I don't know, I'm gonna go literally hit X, then I'm gonna add the music in, and then I'm gonna upload it, and then we're good. It
1: includes some ridiculous graphic that has our heads in it that I
0: have no idea. It's probably gonna be terrible. Yeah, you know, I actually think, seriously, find something that was one of those heavy comedies I, 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 I already know what do I'm do doing. If you, if you listen to it this far, mic. I'm going to be like, literally holding on to a, a puppy, and then your head's yeah. going to be small and it's going to be on the puppy's head. That doesn't sound fantastic at all. That's yeah. what it's happening, though. It's gonna uh, gonna just do like, Shanghai Noon. I think it's just called it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do, man. We'll see. Give
1: me a title. You title. Um, lethal weapon could be
0: lethal. I don't know. Tell you about that idea. So we come up with We should do this off air so that they don't understand our thought process, which isn't very difficult or original, but it works. So yeah, peace out.' guys peace out cheers. Shut up and sit down) <laughs>